Okay, hello everyone. Happy uh, Friday. We have made it through another week. Good afternoon. I hope everybody had a good day and a good week. Let's get up here. So it looks like I have sound into OBS. We'll look good there on the microphone. Off a couple previews here. Shuffle our chats around to the top. Live on Twitch. Thank you, Mr. Certainly. Appreciate the heads up. Uh, how's it going, Dave Odessa? Good afternoon uh, to you as well. Hope on, greetings from Switzerland. How's it going, uh, friend? Uh, Hope on over there in Switzerland. That's pretty pretty cool. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, love the factory. Hello from Colorado. Uh, from the Red Rocks. How's it going? Uh, YouTube is live. Thank you, C. Grover. How are you today? Thanks for tuning in as well. Dexter, uh, C. Grover, and Mr. Certainly as well. Ask Patrick. How's it going? Happy deep dive day indeed. Let's see. We have the screen up right now, right? Yeah, we have the screen up. So... Let's go, uh, we can minimize this, uh, Beata Graf, uh, uh, Graf, excuse me, Beata Graf over there on the YouTube, how's it going? Uh, so, hello everyone, my name is Tim, uh, this is the Deep Dive program, so this program was originally started on Fridays by uh, Scott, uh, Scott Shawcroft, the lead developer of CircuitPython. This is a program where we work on um, kind of like high level, you know, pretty advanced stuff in CircuitPython. We call it deep dive because we're really diving down into the weeds, uh, you know, oftentimes looking at C code or at least looking at, um, you know, more complex Python code like libraries and things like that. So um, that's the kind of stuff we work on on the stream. Um, we can take a quick step back though, if you're brand new to all of this and you have no real idea what I'm talking about, uh, a good place to start is circuitpython.org. You can head there to learn more. Uh, also encourage folks that are new to join us on the uh, Discord, which is linked down below, uh, adafru.it slash Discord. Uh, the Discord chat, we are in the live broadcast chat. Um, I think they call them channels or rooms or something like that over on Discord. We're inside that channel. You can join us there, and that is the chat that is right below me on the screen right there. Uh, so you can head there and ask questions or leave feedback or you know comments, questions, interactions, all that kind of stuff you can do in the chat there. Uh, as well as YouTube. How's it going, uh, Paul SK and Kmatch and Nerdoc, as well as Shippu. Uh, we're keeping up there. We've got lots of different languages of hello going on here, which is awesome to see. Um, so let's see here. Uh, let's see, we talked a little bit about CircuitPython. Um, I'll mention uh, which the banner right here, of course, says coming up in about a month from today is CircuitPython Day. So the 19th of August is CircuitPython Day. So there will be, uh, you know, more CircuitPython festivities than uh, usual uh, Friday on that day. Um, there'll be a special episode of this stream. Um, not 100% sure on the timing of it, um, if it will be in the same time slot or not, possibly a little later. It kind of depends on some of the other streams. Um, but I can let you know, I don't know if this has gone out on the blog or anywhere else yet. I sent this uh, information over to Katni, but I'm not sure if it has been disseminated further yet. Um, so if not, then we're getting the scoop right here. My CircuitPython Day stream will be a sort of mini game jam. Uh, my intention on CircuitPython Day is to uh, try to build a you know relatively small, but nonetheless, uh, entire game sort of from scratch using CircuitPython. So... Uh, I don't know exactly what game it will be. Um, I don't, a lot of times game jams, they do have a, um, you know, a set time for the length. You know, they'll say like it's 48 hours or if you're doing it all at once, maybe it's like three hours or four hours or something. 
Um, I think what I will probably do on that day is start with a two-hour stream, uh, try to knock out the game. If we don't quite get it finished into the in the two hours, then I'll uh, resume it on my Saturday stream. Uh, but I'll try to knock it out within like two streams or less. I don't want to keep working on it over and over because the 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 point of it is you know game jam games are meant to be built very quickly. Uh, it's oftentimes like a hackathon type event where people do it overnight or something like that. So um, that will be my CircuitPython day stream is a mini CircuitPython game jam uh, session. So if anybody is interested in games, definitely keep a lookout for that. And I will also mention while I'm talking about it, if anybody is interested in participating in a CircuitPython game jam in the future, not necessarily on CircuitPython day this year, but at some point in the future, um, reach out to me, let me know, uh, ping me on the Discord or drop me a line somewhere. I'm curious if folks are interested in this idea. If other folks are, then I may organize, um, you know, a wider game jam where we can all work on our games and then we'll have, you know, like a modified sort of show and tell type thing at the end where we can all show uh, the games that we have created. So if that's uh, something that folks are interested in, let me know. Um, Let's wrap up the intro, though, because we have been going pretty long here. Let me just uh, mention one more thing here, which is that CircuitPython, it's an open source project, um, and it is primarily funded uh, by this company right here, Adafruit, though. This is their website, adafruit.com. Um, so they are the ones who are paying the core team to work on CircuitPython full-time, as well as uh, other members of the team like myself to work on it part-time. So they are providing... Um, you know, the financial backing for this project. So if you want to help support the project, one of the ways you can do that is by purchasing hardware from Adafruit.com. So definitely do appreciate folks um, that head over to Adafruit.com and purchase hardware from them. They sell microcontrollers, of course, that run CircuitPython. They also sell uh, all kinds of things that you can plug into the microcontrollers to do with them. Uh, okay, so let me... Catch up here on a couple of the chats. Fun fact, Python is used in quantum computing, uh, quantum computers too. What a range. Yeah, from microcontrollers all the way through quantum computing. That's pretty crazy. Uh, how's it going there, Solo Sailor on the YouTube? Appreciate the, uh, the neat fact. Uh, Hari Shuresh, uh, how's it going over there on YouTube? Thanks for tuning in. Let me catch up here. K-Match, how's it going? Retired Wizard, good afternoon. Isaac Ben, uh, Hugo, happy afternoon. Happy Friday as well, thanks. And to you too. Uh, thanks for the reminder, meant to take some PTO on CircuitPython Day. Uh, I think I need to put mine still in the calendar for that as well, actually. So I'll say back at you, thanks for the reminder. Why is the text I wrote in Portuguese uh, it went into the sinkhole? Um, probably the bot. My guess is the bot might have uh, deleted it. The bot has a relatively rudimentary, uh, rudimentary list of uh, like bad word filters, and um, sometimes it, you know, it flags things that aren't actually bad words, or it flags things that it doesn't understand. Uh, my guess would be that that probably flagged it and deleted it. Um, if that's the case, no worries. It won't, like, it's not going to ban you or anything like that. It just gets deleted. Flag subword. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Happy Friday in Portuguese. My guess is it probably translates e either to a, what, a word that's in the system as a bad word in English, or possibly, I think there are even some, uh, some foreign ones as well. So you could have written it in Portuguese, but, you know... If it's like a Turkish, you know, bad word or something like that, it might be in the list as well, just coincidentally or something. Um, how's it going here? Let's see. Uh, do the donations from the stream also go to Adafruit? Hope on. Uh, the donations from the stream. I'm not sure what you mean, the donations from the stream. 
Um, you're over on YouTube. Is there a donate feature built into YouTube? I'm not familiar with it if there is, uh, but let me know what you mean, like where you are seeing a donation link or button or whatever you are seeing for that. Um, and then I can do my best to answer, uh, but I don't actually know. Sure. Um, Set uh, made another real-time show. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in. It's nice to have you. Uh, let's see, it was a subword, no harm done. What do we mean subword? Oh, uh, just like a word within a word, like a substring of a word. Like it flagged it even though it didn't have, um, didn't have, uh, bases. Uh, Charles Burnifer, good day, Tim. Really interested in the titled project. How's it going, Charles? Uh, thank you. And yep, we're going to be diving right into the tablet. Uh, I'll mention as well, I think I didn't write back to you, Charles, and, uh, I apologize for not getting back to you sooner. Basically, uh, for folks that are interested, one more piece of housekeeping for this week is uh, the hack tablets. So that's what I'm about to start working on is this ESP32 S3 hack tablet. Um, and I was on show and tell this week, uh, this past week with Kmatch to show off some of the um, example scripts that we have created for it. And we announced at that time that we will be giving a few of these things away. Um, and so a couple of folks did uh, reach out to me. Um, and so thank you to those that did. Uh, if anybody here is hearing about it now for the first time and you're interested, what you can do right now is just go ahead and reach out to me on Discord, drop me a line over there, just let me know that you're interested, uh, and I'll put you on my list to ping when we have the, the actual published um, announcement, which should be coming this upcoming week, I believe. I'll probably be writing it over the weekend, uh, probably tomorrow, and then um, that's going to get published this week, which will have the more uh, full you know, like instructions and information around this giveaway. Uh, super chats on YouTube. Uh, I am not familiar with that. Yeah, it's the Adafruit account, so I assume that it does go to Adafruit. I have no idea if they take it out of there or if it just goes, you know, I don't know what happens to it after that. But yeah, that would be uh, when we're streaming here, we're on the Adafruit account, so that would be going over to them. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks for that. Uh, again, I don't know exactly where that goes, but uh, do appreciate that uh, as always. Zetafruit account, so yeah, it would go to them. Donations, yep. Uh, let's see. Always a joyous occasion uh, when it censors someone's mundane name. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have uh, I have a lot of sympathy for things getting um, picked up accidentally by bad word filters. I have I have a name that is uh, very likely to get picked up by bad word filters, so I'm very familiar with uh, your name getting filtered out of stuff, basically. Yeah. Okay, um, so we are starting on this. So the first thing really I'm going to do is actually just look into the either issue or PR, because I think I saw go by some further changes to this, uh, which came in after the last time I looked at the issue. Do this instead. Let's go. Author. Because I, I want to say, Kmatch, did you, have you started, what was it that I saw? Where is a dot clock? Go. 6049, was this, has got some more recent information, or is there a PR somewhere as well already? Okay, there is a little bit more information yesterday. I made a first attempt to resolve uh, the issue where it's, ref basically where it fades out if you don't refresh it, essentially. Uh, do this instead, blocked link. Blocked link. Maybe in the uh, YouTube or something like that. Let me uh, check this out here. 
Awesome. Yeah, thank you, uh, Max. Get that. I'll get you a gear. Got, got you on my list, so I'll send you a ping once that announcement does come out. For other folks, if you are interested, um, but you don't want to, you know, write to me right now, that's totally fine as well. Just keep an eye out that uh, anoint that announcement will be out next week with those, uh, with more information about how to get signed up to get one of these hack tablets. Uh, modified this line to force a refresh even when there are no dirty areas. So let's give this a try. If so, it says here if current area. How did you modify that? Basically, just take out the if if statement, even when there are no uh, areas. Or is this the modified one? Maybe this is the modified one. Ah, okay, yeah, kmatch, CircuitPython. Yes, okay, this is probably the modified one. So let's take a look at what's there in the current thing and see if we cannot apply the same uh, tweak that uh, kmatch made and see if we can get it running on ours, uh, our tablet right here and Everything all loaded up. Putty. Why are we in putty? That's not where we want to be. Um, how did, what, why would we be putty? There. I'm trying to go sea lion. Set it to true. I see. No PR yet. Okay. Yeah, it's just saying uh, go to Adafruit's website and then buy a board instead of chat. Oh, yes, yeah, that's definitely um, much much appreciated either way. If you do go to their website and purchase something, then of course you know ship it to you and you'll have a fun toy to play with. So um, that's always fun, always fun. I'm always super excited on uh, days that Adafruit deliveries are coming. What is up with this? This has like a whole table inside of it here. This is pretty fancy. Um, so RGB add is this branch we want? Gonna it. Well, hold up though, because this is uh, are we in? Yeah, this is the IDF actually. Need to go to the Python. I actually had in this one, new window. There we go, that's the branch I'm expecting. What is this load? No, we can, don't run a make one. Okay. And then I don't know, was this a commit on this branch? Maybe we'll see it here. Plus YouTube takes a certain amount from the donations, really like 30%, oh wow. Yeah, I don't know at all how the donations work, um, truthfully, on YouTube or Twitch, even. Um, I have, uh, I made, what do they call it? It's not partner, but like uh, affiliate. I, I, I made it to affiliate, finally, on Twitch, but I don't think I, I gotta go fill some more stuff out to actually start being able to take donations and stuff. I kind of am interested in just keeping it free, though, and no ads and all that. Touching. Or may not actually have anything full directly. While that's working, let's also go. Oh, we don't have our like uh, view anymore. Whatever they call that, context or something. Um, right. We'll base one. Third. Third module. Right. 
kind of third module frame buffer IO. I see. And then in my version, it three. I'm in here. Dish or an area update merge error refusing to merge unrelated history. Uh oh. Unrelated history. You have changes. Okay, this whole IDE is frozen. Oh boy. Hopefully my computer is not gonna freeze. We had a lot of trouble last week, fortunately. Tech trouble. Okay, so it's just taking forever to load this window, is what it is. It deletes. Bunch of deletes. STM stuff. Of course, I also buy on the site, but I think a bit of color in the chat doesn't hurt. It's all about the tablet today. Thanks, everyone, for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, DJ Devin, how's it going? What all these? Okay, this one is an ESP IDF. Make a little more sense. We did modify that. No, though. Really know why these would have changed. Nineteen thousand. Oh, not available until an update is finished. Okay, maybe it's just not. These updates, I feel like these take so long inside of here. I understand why. Going. I know if it is going though is one thing, because it says it failed two minutes ago. But then this running, so unclear if it actually is going or not. Yeah, no hammering. The uh the work has been completed. Uh we have no more no more power tools, no more hammering, none of that stuff. We are in the clear now as far as uh auditory interruptions hopefully. The one bit that is left is they do still have the dumpster outside. They brought a dumpster and dropped it off in the driveway. I assume at some point there'll be a truck coming to pick that up and I guess that might be a little bit loud whenever they do it, but I'm not Really anticipating them coming today but I don't actually know for sure when they're supposed to come I don't know I feel like we're kind of stuck here I don't get not quite sure if this is actually updating or what oh wow project partially updated 19 commits
Maybe main got merged back in? Was 11,000 files, I guess. That's quite a few files, but... Really, I guess what I wish is that it had a better progress. Like, this is okay. This tells me about how long it has left, kind of, in a way. The uh, one before was just like, it is updating and it might finish sometime. Not very reassuring, kind of. This, this feels a lot better. Updated this before I started the stream. Sorry that we just gotta kinda wait on this here. There we go. Okay, now we don't have any more changes except for the one get modules, which I think I changed in order to get this pointed at the right branch of ESPIDF. That makes sense. So let's just make a build here. File unrelated. Like I had trouble with something like this last time. Oh, this is in the ESPIDF though. Fetch submodules? Should we do a fetch submodules? I feel like that's likely to break because of the way we have a difference in the IDF, right? We don't have a build folder in here already. Uh, see here, probably we need to do this, right? Uh, ESP IDF port. Um, I did also see your message earlier, K-Match. I also did not get a chance to reply to you today. It was like, I, we're building a new website at work, so I've been like, start of the day to the end of the day, working with my partner developer on this website heads down. So I didn't get a chance to do much CircuitPython stuff today, or honestly, the last couple of days during the day. Um, I will say though, you, ha you asked about, uh, let's see, the bootloader. I do think it's worth trying the, whatever bootloader gives it the ability to use, uh, I guess UF2, UF2 bootloader? I don't know if that's the name of the bootloader or not, but whatever allows it to use that file, if the ESP32S3 supports it, which I don't actually know for sure. I know there were some that didn't support it, at least yet. Let's take a look here. Maybe if we go N8R8. It does have a UF2. Is there a bootloader? Sometimes these pages, yeah. UF2 bootloader, yeah. Here we go. I think it is worth trying this. I'll probably try it on, on this one here. Oh. 
Oh, but this is S2, though, and we're in S3. You okay? I think I have an S3 spare board to try the bootloader in case it breaks something. Brace the previously flashed firmware. Okay, yeah, I have done this process on a couple of on a couple of my ESP devices. A UF two. I'm pretty sure. I, maybe maybe I don't know what that's actually saying. I'm pretty sure I've done some of my ESP, like MagTag, for instance. I think I did my MagTag so that it shows up as the boot drive and lets you do a UF two. That's that's ESP thirty two S two. Sure. And then I've done it with this thing, the, uh, the flasher in the web. I did it once with ESP tool as well, actually. It lists somewhere else. Uh, but every time since then, I've used this one, web one. Works pretty good so far. Let's see, did we get a build? Let's see, CMake, Output, Build, Board, Error 1, what's... Check above... Checking... Oh, missing package? Oh, okay, it doesn't... Oh, weird. Okay. You have to redo this every time? The same. All the missing packages. Following Python requirements are not satisfied. IDF Component Manager. Hmm. Is that a pip install thing? Get the manager. Seems like he's saying to use install. Run. And this, because this said all done. Own virtual. 
export fails with this. But it tells you to run install, and we did run install. Install tells you that it... Click problem. Okay. Click eight. I wonder if that's gonna break cookie cutter or something. I remember at one point there was a deal with click where like the core used a different version or something. So does it and okay. Well, let's go pip Oop. install dash dash upgrade it come after that point one three okay then install then export oh okay there we go now we got idf build now probably do a clean at this point that thing hasn't it there we go nice thanks Gary I got you on the uh, list to ping once that announcement is Um, no, we still have something that's missing. Files. Hearing done. Build files have been written to. Waiting for unfinished job. Figuring done, generating done, build files have been written to. Ring directory, error. Was this, this was, was this the file that you had to add at one point? This seems familiar to me. Add is transfer. Maker LF. Yeah. error
I saw that happen randomly. Sometimes I do a second clean and rebuild and it works. Yeah. It's something different for sure. I think. Well, uh, no, we got to same here. Spring directory. Over. IDF. I wonder if it actually has or Not end up here, but I don't know if it did before either. I think it's the J4 introducing a race condition. Wonder if we could go back to using it after we get a successful build. Faster, I found. Oh, yeah, I think we made it to a new spot. Good call. Thank you, uh, Amatch and Dishapu. You basically just changed, if I understood you earlier, Kmatch, you basically just changed this to be true inside of here, or conversely, I guess, set this to a boolean of true, then causes it to always refresh. How's it going, uh, Axel Magnus over there? Hello from Europe. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. That's awesome. Good to have you here. We'll get this build, and then uh, if this one builds successfully, I'll change this. I'll make it another new build. We'll install that second one. That'll be the one with an actual... I guess this one has all of those commits that we updated earlier, but I don't know that there's any difference to our actual like LCD peripheral bit of it. Oh, let me catch up here as well. Where's that? Okay, to evaluate. Watching a pro troubleshoot is very instructive. Thanks, for sure. Yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in. I'm happy that it is um, 
constructive. I'm happy that it's helpful. Yeah, I do find it is nice sometimes to watch to to watch other people kind of like I'll say struggle, and I don't necessarily mean just like watch them struggle, but like work through problems. It's nice to see people, other people work through problems to figure out their processes, like even like more specific ones, exactly how they solve particular problems, but even more general like problem solving stuff. We did end up actually with the same, the same error, um, and without the J4, it really feels like it's not using correct IDF, the correct branch. I do know that linker LF was like at least one of the specific changes on the branch that we are using, although we're trying to be. The one not in the build for. Let's look at the one in ports, espresso. That's. Ah, see, yeah, we do. Somehow we don't. We don't have the. Uh, not in components. And then there should be linker here. Yeah, okay. Question though is this oh. Python recode. This one is actually a match. So did we build this? Or here's this idea for the K-match one. A tablet. Hmm. I guess I didn't build inside of this project. I guess it was actually that other one that we built inside of last time. What we'll do. So basically the deal is we don't have uh, K matches modified 
PSP IDF and the one that we're trying to build right now. RGB add branch. Went way late. What's the context here? How's it going, Luger718? So um, it depends a little bit if you have even a high level. Like, have you ever seen the show before? Do you know what the show is about? And you just need context on the thing we're working on today? Or do you have no, no prior knowledge about the show at all? Message retracted. Okay. Works too. Let me know though if you. I, I'm happy to uh, happy to explain either and or both. Um, let me know what kind of level you're at if you've ever seen the show before. Um, here. Need a remote first? Second guessing myself. Ranch. Oh. Part of branch. Track. Okay, we just don't do do branch, therefore we get an existing. So get check out. That made a new branch. No, I want it all. But I can't go back either. Oh, done that. I have done that. Ooh, okay, good to know. Never knew how to get back. You know what? I'm going to open... Oats. Where'd you be at? There we go. Okay.
close this one. I'm gonna close this one. Should have got yeah, linker now. Okay. Now. Whoa. Try back with J4. Okay. Seems like it's going. I'm going to run to the restroom really fast. I'm sorry I didn't go before I started. I should have, but I'll be right back. Okay. This is why I like Git Desktop. Using command line for checkouts and branches isn't as transparent as a Windows folder structure. Yeah, I would agree. I do like visualizations of uh, of Git. That's honestly that was the the main reason I initially started using PyCharm was because of the way that they visualize lots of the Git. Um, interactions the activities and stuff uh tim i have an idea for a learn guide about circuit python and github for students uh where do i go to suggest this idea um i would say a good place to start is on the discord there is a uh learn guide authors learn adafruit authors um so you could mention it in there um, another thing you could do is, uh, since it's CircuitPython related, you could just, uh, especially if you're available on a Monday to join the weekly meeting, uh, or even if you're not available to join, you could still add it to the notes for the weekly meeting, uh, probably like in the, in the weeds section or something like that, and just kind of like write out a little bit of details about what your idea is. Um, and you know, like if, if you're wanting to work on the guide, you know, mention that, or if you're wanting, like, you just think it would be a good guide for, you know, somebody else to work on, you could mention that as well. Um, that's probably a, the, the two places I would start with, though. The Discord in that uh, Learn Authors channel, and then the weekly CircuitPython meeting uh, just in the weeds down there. Yeah, mention a note for it, and then we'll discuss it during the meeting. You know, if you're live, if you can join us during the meeting, then you can listen along and discuss with us. If you're not uh, able to join us during the meeting, then, of course, you could listen to the recording and see kind of the conversation, you know, go back and listen to the conversation around it. Real-time closed captions in YouTube work really well now. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even know we had closed captions turned on over there. That's pretty awesome. 
Uh, okay, so we did get a successful build. We are gonna change this still to true before we actually run this. Does C have capital or no? It just doesn't change colors. Yeah, okay, it doesn't change colors. So I'll make one more build with J4. This one should actually do the forced refresh. Um, and then what we will do probably is we'll maybe try to add a argument to the constructor, a Boolean argument that's like, turn this thing on or off and then make it so that this is the switch. If you set it to true, then it will do it this way where it forces it to happen. But if you set it to false, then it will uh, only update if there is a need to, if there's a dirty section. So we got another build. Um, I don't have the UF2 bootloader on it right now, so we will have to use ESP tool for the time being. Uh, or I guess we could try the web one as well. I think probably the safest thing is to use ESP tool because that's how I did it before. I will say, though, I don't remember the command. Let's see. That's no good. Hmm. For some reason, it's, like, not in the history for this session. Somehow these, like, sometimes... Like, the different tabs and the different terminals, they, like, keep their own history somehow. I feel like this doesn't have... The same command there. Nothing in that one either, though. Hey, Match, do you happen to have the uh, that command that I think maybe you shared it with me before? In fact, let me try searching GitHub for it here. I want to say this was last week when we built it. Nice, thank you. Very much. Should keep a notes uh, file or something that has that in there. Okay. One thing is we'll need to be connected to the other port. Like right now, I'm plugged into. What I guess is the USB. Portals and other TFTs. Um, so we are in this one, which I think is USB. We actually need to be in the other one, which is UART. And you can actually connect both, and then you don't have to switch back and forth, which is pretty convenient. Um, I don't actually have two cables plugged in right now, so we're just going to switch back and forth a bit. 
Let's see, when captions are enabled, uh, it does mean the delay is longer. So if you're trying to chat with the speaker, oh, that's good to know. The trade-off, but I'm sure it's very helpful for many. Yeah. I wonder if there's like an API to download the, uh, the captions. That's what, you were looking at that at one point, I think, maybe ask Patrick for the like notes docs to try to automate captions. Actually forgot, I think you mentioned that to me before. That would be pretty cool if you could pull them out of there and use that as the starting point for notes, um, notes doc. Although I guess it's so like stream of conscious, it's not really what you would want for the notes doc. There is, nice. But it would help a lot because it would get the high points. You could kind of cut some stuff out and then build the structure into it. Eventually somebody could build a machine learning model maybe to try to extract the... Know, primary points from the program or something not followed up and got a key i gotcha so mostly i'm stalling because i'm trying to think if there's anything else we might want to do before we run this just because it is like a flash command we don't want to do it unless we're ready but i think we are i don't think there is anything else to do so what a rip no module okay module didn't we install oh maybe it's this python Oh. Yeah. In this, we're like inside this virtual environment. It's weird though, because I don't have a thing here, which usually when I'm in a virtual environment, it prints it here. Hmm. It's just weird though because I installed it last time and I don't so like I know my root Python the the main Python on my computer has it which I would have assumed was the one being used since it doesn't show one here I just how we got put into this environment and the uh, IDE doesn't show the same way that it normally does it's interesting wonder if it has timestamps in it oh that's a good point yeah you would kind of need the timestamps um, and if it did have them, that would definitely be a huge benefit. I mean, it almost would have to, right? Or at least it has to be in the database, I guess. Whether or not they make it available in the API is up to Google, but it must have it in the database because it needs to be able to play it at the right time when it shows it while the video is playing. Yeah. But then the question just becomes, do they make it available in the API? Which hopefully they would, I mean. It, you know, if not, it depends on how it comes out of there. But hopefully, hopefully the timestamps would be available in the API. Like each, each uh, individual caption would have some text and then a timestamp. And you just have a list of those when taken all together equal all of the captions for the whole movie. That would be my guess. Okay. Seems like we finished up. I will switch back to here. We'll go to 
Back over. Up. The one? Oh. Oh, interesting. This causes the uh, hiddenness to. Well, now that is fascinating. The labels hide, but the circles do not. Not a way to know without calling the API. I'm sure there are docs somewhere, but probably right that it's going to be easier to just try it than find the docs, I'm sure. Of course, I'm thinking of the chat. Great, where do I submit my notes again? Uh, Discord and meeting link thingy. Yeah, the Discord uh, is linked down below me there, adafru.it slash Discord, and then head to that learn, uh, learn author, this one, learn Adafruit authors, this channel here, and then the weekly meeting. Uh, I'll grab you the link from here, but you can always find it if you go to CircuitPython Dev, uh, and then pinned messages, and it's always the uh, it's always the top message in there. So, but I'll grab this link here and drop it in one for now as well. Over there. Oh, I'll I should let me put that in the YouTube though, since you're over on the YouTube, Axel. It's interesting that these circles don't hide, but the labels do. So. Let's just verify that this change actually does affect that. Maybe I, I don't know, maybe I changed my Python code about it. I should open that up as well. Maybe it wasn't right the place. Excuse me. Maybe it wasn't the right place to force refresh. So first, quick try. I gotcha. I will say it does uh, work. It does seem to also force because we aren't. Um, it would have been fading out by now in the other version of this. I'm pretty sure. probably find another cable. Hmm. 
you have them both plugged in, do you have to like do anything special before you run ESP tool? Guess not, right? Because it's gonna find this one. It's gonna be there in addition to ACM zero, which it will just ignore from you. Trial cause some uh trial cause some other glitch weirdness as shown on the video on the issue. I grabbed the uh exam. the video for some oh audio for that a firefox some weird stuff in there sometimes. Huh. I don't know. Same thing in Chrome as well. It might be worth trying to paste that video again. It seems like it... It's weird, though, because it calls it MOV here, which is definitely a movie format. And it has this icon, but... Uh, browser is uh, seeing it as audio instead of video. I would I guess it's inside of a, uh... Well, it's in a video though, still. It has MOV. I don't know. That might be on my end. I don't know what could be causing that. Let's refresh. That's glitching. Any glitching on mine, but I didn't look specific at the bottom either here's when the screen is stagnant with no drawing changes hmm okay okay you made it here Ah, uh, okay. Oh. This is the same, though. Also still not fading.
convinced we got a new build for that one. Well, that's running. I'll take a look as well. refresh areas and if current area pretty row bit mask and reset the size of to zeros bit mask info all the current area is not null do a refresh area self current row pretty row bit mask then current area dot next that loops over until it gets to null swap buffers that does a core finish refresh on the docs for the awesome What is inside of fresh areas? Being ah. found, at least in the file. Come from here? Swap buffers? What eventually triggers a refresh on the RGB peripheral. Oh, okay. Basically, like, writes everything into the buffer and then calls swap buffer, and that's what sends it to the display, it sounds like. Build. Plug this. Gently. Back in. Also trying to be diligent about not plugging stuff back in super fast, like, uh, knock on wood, very gently. Uh, sometimes when I plug in USB stuff, my computer freezes up, which is no good. But I think, like, when it happens anecdotally, I feel like I unplug and replug real fast, and I think I need to, like, let it chill for a second before plugging it back in. At least that's what I'm hoping is the cause, because that I at least control. So if I don't, you know, if I give it a second, then hopefully we can get it to stop happening. It is, uh, it does make it difficult to stream microcontroller development if there's like a 1% chance of plugging in a USB device causes your computer to lock up and stream to stop. So we got to plug in devices a lot with the reset buttons and all that stuff. Let's take a look in here while that's running as well. Third module display IO core. Curious in chasing this back to figure out where uh, get refresh areas comes from, what it does, the logic inside of it. 
nothing in there. Hmm. I own it. Play. Supervisor shared display. either oh I think finished I will say I ended up switching this background to white because it does uh, hide the fading quite a bit. Are we continually getting touch events? That was odd. It seemed like we were just getting events spammed. Uh, even with this build though, we do still have this going on. I am quite perplexed by take the white back out because I will say the white um, made the fading effect much 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 less pronounced it was actually the main reason I just back to black and this will hard hard fault I think So that's another thing we need to trace down one of these days is the hard fault. I suspect the hard fault will be tied in with the stuff that Scott talked about with the display as well. Um, kind of assume that the results, that the conclusion, like whatever we need to do that Scott was talking about, to basically make it so the display can live after the VM, I guess is that the hard fault is tied into that aspect of it as well. So once we fix that, my thought is maybe it will not be hard faulting anymore. Hmm. 
Definitely confused. Back to how we were. Unsure the source of the hog faults. Yeah, I'm not I'm not definitely not positive either, but because it happens when it tries to reload, my guess is that it's somehow tied into that. Actually read that guess of issue today. Started in May, came out just so much progress since yeah, for sure. Out. What I'm going to do, I guess, is let's this one in. Good NJ4. Probably clean too, but. So now I, I'm curious if this one is different. Maybe it's just I was thinking that we were the same with this, but maybe we're not. Maybe somehow Homey Tablet is in a different spot than. ESP32S3.clock display. I'm pretty sure I started from that one. Started Foamy Tablet from that one. But we did have a lot of changes pulled early. Maybe one of those. Got the build. Copy again the. And I'll press enter when I want to run it. Not uh... run it like normal. Boom. This. Hurt. Gotta go now. Thanks, Tim. Good night, all. Yeah, thanks, uh, Dave, for hanging out. See you around. Have a nice weekend.
yeah. I agree with that, DJ. That's just not a great work. It's dead. Okay. It is fading as well. We do have other differences. We have other differences here. Why this is green now? I don't. I copied it. Terminal or I did find that there uh, that it can run for a long time like I've left mine running uh, the touch demo for like a full day and just touched it every now and then throughout the day and it worked the entire day it never did crash or have any trouble I mean I wasn't like constantly using it the entire time but every couple hours I would touch it you know a couple a uh, couple of touches and move it around a bit and then um, yeah it didn't it, it made it the uh, the entire day from when I turn my computer on in the morning until I turn it off at night. Uh, have a nice e evening. Thanks, Sherry. Um, 
see you around. Thanks for watching. Uh, if you're heading out, or, or maybe you were talking to Dave, I'm not sure, but either way. Um, okay, so we made the build with that set to true. I will say it is actually, actually kind of tough to tell if it is fading or not. It's starting, in this case, it's getting a little lighter, I guess. I also wonder if it's worth um, changing up the display somehow. Make it more apparent. I mean, I guess as we wait, it will happen, but... Oh, okay. Right now I'm on Stuart. Made the build. I'm pretty sure we did that after we changed it, right? I guess I don't have to switch it back. I did switch it. Yeah, now we can definitely corners. Much brighter on the screen than the... It looks much brighter coming through this camera feed here than it does looking at play. Play is actually a bit dimmer. Affects it as well, actually. Dimmer from the angle I'm sitting at, but if you point it direct, it, get, it does lighten up a bit. Tension. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cable is going to every time fortunately it'll be more consistent go back and forth ah I do see some of that stuff down at the bottom there 
record. Oh, we can see the uh, ID if I... Oh, but that one's behind. We'll let it go a minute and see if it starts to fade. Um, are you using Vox audio, uh, Vox auto mute or noise canceling or something? The audio sounds a bit like audio gate opening and slamming shut clipping parts of the words. I do have uh, an audio. Yeah, I have a noise gate set up inside of OBS. Um, we want to go behind the curtains here a little bit. Um... Audio... I have this noise gate which affects my microphone coming into any of the OBS scenes, which is then what's getting sent out to the stream, restream technically, which then goes to YouTube and Twitch from there. Uh, if anybody knows like good, better, better values or anything like that to try in here, I'm definitely open to trying stuff. Honestly, I just kind of guessed at these numbers. I think maybe I looked this up online how to do it the first time I enabled this and just kind of like tweak the numbers a little bit. Uh, I don't really actually truthfully grok what they mean, so very possible there's a better, uh, better setting for it. I used the twisty knob demo and left the screen for a while and it left the screen for a while and it faded out. Just one click on the knob again and it Triggered the refresh perfectly back to where it should be. I think since these dot clock displays work differently than ones with built-in memories, we need to call the refresh each time the auto refresh code triggers. I was not live and took off my headset and it sounds better now. I gotcha. We need to call the refresh each time the display auto refresh code triggers. It seems and to me, at least, it seems like it's not doing the fading so far. I feel like we got it relatively quick last time, which, of course, this would reset it. That At this point, it would reset. But we'll let it sit a couple of minutes, and I feel like last time it did go pretty quick. One way to do, one way to do a double check is think of it as basic math. Check for basic qualities. If it's, it'll work. If not, double check it again, young man. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Great insight, thank you, cheers. Mac OS, Bluetooth notoriously bad. Did notice the noise gate at first, but don't hear it being distracting or cutting off words on my end. Yeah, I should do some testing one of these days and like really do a bunch of AB like record real quick a little sample and then like figure out what the values uh, what values are actually best 
I have seen less of the um, stuff at the bottom. It seems like we got a couple right at the beginning there, and then this is still live, right? Okay, yeah. Live anymore. Quite see any of that, and I'm not any fading as well. Definitely did see the bottom stuff initially. I um, don't know really what could cause that. I would guess your, I would think your guess about the refresh rate would be. That's probably the best guess I could have as well. But I saw that you did mention slowing it down with display.refresh target frames per second, minimum frames per second. Same result. Did this actually slow down the refresh rate? I wonder, maybe this doesn't actually take effect. Have for refresh. Well, I had this. You could accidentally bit flip, or you could get into a black hole. Depends on you start string theory. is actually starting to fade eventually. It does seem like it takes a lot longer though. Oh. Oh, well now, oh, okay, okay. But now it's hard faulted, so it definitely stopped refreshing, which then is why it started fading. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I think we still are good though. I think it still didn't start fading until, essentially until the, the code stopped running. I don't know if I trust the refresh rate setting actually do anything. Yeah, that's what I'm going to try to see here, because if this is actually... Oh, wow, we got a lot of this now. This is actually quite a bit more pronounced this time. Interesting. I wonder if the white and yellow is a clue. Like it's making that same sort of thing each time. I get it a little bit even when this draws as well. Yeah, this it's definitely still faster than one frame per second. Is there a maximum? What if we try 10 frames per second? if we still see the same glitchiness or not. This would tell us, well, this might help suggest whether or not slowing down will help with those yellow and white things. Because if this one doesn't have it, then we know like we're gonna be refreshing at a much slower rate. No, it does still. And then this is actually like chunky now, so. Is it? Yeah. Even just a tad slower. 
I don't see those frequent hard faults. Wonder if your power supply is an issue. Very well could be. It's on a USB hub, which has about a billion things plugged into it. And... No external power. Uh, and at least one of the things that's plugged into it, uh, to put it politely, let's say, has wonky USB wiring. Or, or the hub itself does. Or more likely, honestly, one of the things plugged into it and the hub itself. I have uh, noticed like some weird feedback where I can have like the camera plugged in and it powers something else even though the computer is not on. Like that shouldn't really work through the hub. Um, so it could very well be the power. To me, it seems like every time it, I get a hard fault, essentially any time that I save CodePy and it triggers the rerun, that is when I get the hard faults pretty much consistently, I think. Okay, we're definitely much slower. Only two frames per second. We're very chunky on the refreshes. But we are, in fact, still seeing... That weirdness. I bet you that this must be getting called quicker than refresh in here. That's my guess. So we're going to add a print statement in here. Oh, except for I still don't have memorized the right way to make a print statement. I really wish, uh, I need to learn a good place to reference this. I need to add this to the doc somewhere. I never know, I never have a good spot to reference this from. Uh, and I just don't write it enough. It's... Thing is, there's also not That's what we MP print F MP plat print message new line. So my theory is that we're going to see this spammed much faster than twice per second. Theory is that this is actually running tighter than the display calls from our code pie. Catch up here. Signal gates for audio can be problematic since one, they don't adapt to gradual changes in the background levels. Yeah, for which for me is definitely relevant because the air kicks on um, and also the fan on my laptop speeds up, which creates some decent audio uh, noise in the background. Very few gates have soft knees to ease into and out of gating. I prefer to use a compressor device. Somewhat trickier to set up initially. I like to be able to interrogate the actual frame rate. Didn't paint your dragon come up 
come up against something similar with his dot clock implementation and the NeoPixels. Uh, I don't know. I knew that Paint Your Dragon was working on it, but I have not seen uh, some of the work. Sherry is a bot YouTube, I guess is what you mean, which does kind of make sense because Sherry does seem to be saying stuff that is uh, not really related. Or yeah, maybe it's, I mean, maybe it's related. I can't quite tell. You allow for the magnetism and the voltage from your fingertips to be added to the current voltage and the static electricity. No, I did not account for any of that stuff. So I would start with the hardware and work my way backwards. And we call this WD-40, and we're at WD-3 now. USB hubs, it's hard to find a really good one. Yeah, if anybody knows of a good one, let me know, because I'm definitely interested. Discord MP printf. Featherboard, that would mean just signal noise. I would look up new physics by Joseph George, theoretical student in Reno. Let's go. Who art? Uh, maybe, maybe tomorrow. Or next time, I can try it plugged directly in without the hub. Well, no, I have to have the hub because it has the camera, the microphones, and lots of stuff that's used for stream. So I guess I could try it off stream sometime without the hub in the mix. What does yours do, Kmatch, when you save CodePy? Do you get, so you don't get a, a hard fault when you save CodePy, but it also doesn't, does it it doesn't rerun successfully does it or or does yours maybe i misunderstood that ring test for sherry yeah <laughs> uh let's go uh, I wish there was a learn guide page, at least a learn guide page. It doesn't have to be a full guide, but a page somewhere that showed the build process, which there is a learn guide that shows the build process, but on that same guide, I wish there was a page that showed the print statement. I feel like that would be a nice low level, like if you're building CircuitPython, there's a decent chance you're gonna wanna add a print statement to it at some point. You're probably trying to add some new functionality or test some new functionality or verify a bug or anything. Okay, it goes to REPL via serial, but the screen stops responding. Okay, so yours does not hard fault, but then the screen does still get, get disconnected, which kind of, it does make sense because we will have to do, I assume we'll have to do whatever Scott is saying. I don't quite understand it fully. I need to read through it again. It's been a little, been a little since I read through it, truthfully, but... I suspect that ultimately the direction that he gave is what gets us to the point where the display can live after the VM resets, uh, which I had assumed that that was the point when my hard fault was coming, and that I had also assumed that that was happening on all of them. Sounds like that's not, though, happening for you, and it very well could be... I would not be surprised if it was voltage-related, truthfully. It definitely... 
is pretty likely that in my setup the power is not clean. Put it gently, the power is definitely not clean. And there is a lot of stuff plugged in. Could not have enough um, amperage potentially, especially at peak, when it, when it does the peak uh, pull or whatever. This does run a lot faster. Because basically, this is one of our loops. And then all the ones in between, those got called internally in the core in between our refreshes. Although, I didn't turn auto-refresh off. Did I? Maybe we need to do this. It is likely that the original hardware Oh. I don't see anything on Oh. Hmm. It's still running. But it's fading out, and we don't get any circles. Is 
Those still seem like this is running much faster. Should be I didn't put enough capacity. Um, I do bet that the original hardware did you get power adapters with them by chance? Because I would assume the original thing probably had a 12-volt or at least 9-volt um, power supply, I would guess. It is a large display. Okay, now we are... Okay. Now, now we're much slower. So auto auto refresh was the key. Because now it is not. It's only now it's getting one refresh per actual code pie refresh. It seems like, which is running fairly slow. Even slower than one tenth of a second. It looks like to me, but. You know, what we don't see anymore, though, is not seeing any of that stuff. Oh, interesting. Power over Ethernet. I have no idea what the specs of that are as far as, like, voltage. Power over Ethernet. Are there any microcontrollers? Oh, this is still quite slow, actually. It doesn't feel any faster than the previous time, to be honest. But I, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, though, that's pretty much what we're hitting, is that one frame per second. Uh, okay. Oh, you know what? I think that that started refreshing faster before it actually did crash. So it's like it did live, and the display did actually connected for at least a brief second there. DOE can have high voltage but low current, usually 24 volts. Ah, uh, I see. And that port on the back there. And has an electrolytic cap on the main board. Isaiah Heedley, dark mode. Yep, definitely a dark mode, uh, dark mode enthusiast, let's say. I use a lot of dark modes. 
This, I think this did help. I'm not seeing this down here anymore. So you might try on your end again with the, the one with the uh, if true. And then explicitly in your code pie, turning off. Oh, turning off auto refresh. And then also using that display refresh, which I think this you may have had already, because I think I copied that from your issue. Oh, wow, yeah, it does have... <laughs> Quite a beefy little cap there. I don't on that one. I prefer to use auto refresh as po if possible. Set the frame rate rather than refresh. Okay. Yeah, I think we should be able to. I think this does prove that if we slow the frame rate down, we will get rid of that weird artifact stuff. Kind of what I'm, what I'm thinking with this angle. And so then we could basically just. Uh, Tweak the refresh rate down somehow internally. So let's see if we can affect that. Yeah, I notice it starts running right away. This is like after I saved, it must have reset and actually ran. But then eventually if it, oops, sorry, then it reconnects and uh, in my case it hard faults. But it totally could be just like when it draws to like initially turn the display on or something, that could just be enough, enough amperage to uh, push it over the edge or whatever. So this one is with auto refresh on. We're seeing the artifacts earlier. Although, you know what? We would have slowed it way down by adding prints, actually. I bet you we slowed it down by adding the prints. Prints are actually quite slow compared to a lot of the stuff that happens. Did that go? Yes.
Here, that gives a hint at what's causing the glitching. Yeah. Well, I don't know that it... I mean, for me, at least, I don't know as much about it. Or I should just say I don't know too much about it at all, but... It doesn't necessarily point me towards what causes it, but it does kind of point me towards an idea for what might resolve it, which I guess maybe that's... one and the same, but I think of it as, like... I don't necessarily know the root cause, but if we slow down, it will get better. That's kind of my hypothesis. So then the root cause is like going too fast, but I suppose the actual root cause is something more, a little more specific than that. But if we can slow it down and it fixes it, then that will work for me. I wonder if we could just... Make a limiter inside of here. Does this have like refresh rate or anything in this? Rate? Below minimum? When you call refresh, I see. Ahead of the rate. Oh, okay, here we go. Last refresh call, remaining time. Target milliseconds per frame. Where does that come from? Okay. Oh. Target millis. So that's what. It, okay. Passed in. What is it set to when auto refresh is on? Maximum seconds per real frame. Passed in also. The Phi chip is what does power regulation to an extent too. I had to swap one once when my edge router got struck by lightning. Thanks. Got to run. Uh, have a great weekend. Thanks for the stream. Yeah, thanks. Uh, ask Patrick. Have a, a nice night and then weekend. Uh, based on the YouTube chat, I now kind of want to know how WT40 could help. Yeah. Auto refresh is false. You have to call refresh from Python. Yep, that's true, I believe. Got to go. This was interesting in terms of what might be done with it. Can't wait to see it working completely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, take it easy, Charles. Thanks for hanging out.
Yeah. Okay. Took the prints out, and now we do have that stuff coming back. And then when when we touch, in this case, you know, when we are drawing something else, the drawing of the something else takes long enough that we don't see the glitches during that time. Essentially, I think, for the same reason we didn't see them when we added the print. The print slowed it down. So what is actually responsible for calling refresh when auto-refresh is true? Because something would need to call this over and over, right? Eight of frames per second. There's a spec sheet for that tablet. Um, Mr. Certainly, I think, uh, linked us a, not quite a spec sheet, but like a product product sheet. I don't. It may have had specs in it. I think it was a PDF. That's linked further up in the live broadcast. I think during uh, show and tell, that link came in. Probably has a spec for the POE requirement. Has quasi-standards, some here and some don't. And then, yeah, that's the model there. Native frames per second. FB getter default. Get native frames per second. And then 60. Native milliseconds per frame. 1000 divided by frames per second. So, does it make sense to you that if this was 30, theoretically, we would. Our maximum speed would be half of what it was if we didn't make this change. That feels like that's what that would do to me. So we did have better luck at 30 frames per second as far as not seeing the glitchiness. Maybe we'll try putting this on 30. I assume that means our native frames per second will get set to that unless... No, I, my assumption is this is like, try to use this value, and if it's null or not valid, then use this value instead. Um, I don't actually know for positive if that's what this does, but that's my guess. I'm not sure where this one would be coming from. The only mention of it. Hmm. Nothing found. The search doesn't work very well, this project, truthfully.
Grip, grip didn't even work. Well, I guess we're inside of ports, though. Got our build. Let's unplug. Oh, let me check this. Never noticed that native frames per second. Let me see what this link is. Ninety-nine. Play refresh. So, but and this is the C side of this function, I think. Display refresh falls into this C code, if I understand right. But when auto refresh is on, I wonder what is there something else responsible for calling this, like? Maybe supervisor calls this or something when auto refresh is on. You are this P tool. I E E E eight oh two one compliant POE standards, nice. I do want to try the UF2 bootloader. I may order, they're still in stock, I may order an extra one or two as well. Just to end up having. Trying to figure out the architecture of frame buffer, looking for where object RGB values are loaded into the buffer. But I keep getting lost and distracted and challenged by my limited C skills. Does anyone know of a write-up that could help? I do not, unfortunately. I have a guess to your original question. Um, where are the RGB values loaded into the buffer? My assumption is that this involves the palette because the display itself tends to store bitmaps with just ints and the ints are color indexes within a palette. I don't know where it would happen, but my guess is the, the display must be pulling those colors out of the palette somewhere to actually end up setting them into the buffer that goes to the display, unless the display itself also gets the palette object. I would assume it doesn't. I would think it's RGB values, but I also don't know. I don't have any real like experience to speak of, so these are all total guesses, shots in the dark. If you let's let it run a minute, see if we see anything down there. I have not so far. Pretty snappy here. There we go. Might be good to go. Is it fading? I don't think it is. This is making it look like it's fading, but honestly, this is the stream. 
This is the video stream, not the actual display. Yeah, it's still black. Got it straight on. Ray into it at all. We'll just let that run for a minute. I won't touch it. That way we'll see if it ever does start to fade. Uh, but this might have this might have gotten us here. Setting the uh, native frames per second down to 30 instead of 60. Seems to limit the overall refresh rate. With auto refresh on. Which then seems to help the glitchiness. Not a write-up. I looked through the sharp display code. I think there are two frame buffer style modules. Can't remember the name of the second one. At some point the palette values are translated to RGB before being placed into the screen buffer. That's the holy grail, is finding where that happens, I see. Hey Devin. This would have been the Ethernet PoE power delivery. What's actually made it to the screen though is a bit of a different story. Yeah, I'm sure there was internal uh Voltage regulator and stuff, like after the PoE, before the everything else, probably the actual brain of the thing, little Android or whatever it was, um, in there and the screen as well. Where's voltage? Well, I guess voltage is just a probably a spec of PoE, which I somebody mentioned 24. Oh, there's range here. Right in front of my face. That is quite a bit higher. But it would definitely get regulated down, go into the computer and the screen. Perhaps that could provide a roadmap. This is a good way to find links in between modules. Oh, you know, I've heard of this before. I have seen this source graph thing. I don't think I've ever looked at the circuit on one though. So this shows you like connections or something. Like if I go shared shared module, frame buffer I/O. Frame buffer display C. like a neat one other oddball display as well there's an rgb matrix module or something like that i was being yeah i've heard of that one as well rgb matrix for the uh yeah proto matter slash matrix portal type displays the big led boards so i think we're good here we have i still don't see any kind of fading still looking dark uh, fully black to me when I look straight on. This is still working fine. We've got a pretty good refresh rate, the same as we had before, really, as far as, like, actually noticeably looking. I mean, this is basically as snappy as it ever was, which is pretty snappy, truthfully, for a CircuitPython microcontroller. Um, you know, a, a telephone, right? Like an Android phone or an iPhone running at 
gigahertz. Probably can update faster than this, but pretty darn good for our microcontroller. And it seems, I mean, it seems to feel the same as it did before to me. I don't, this doesn't feel slower, even though we did chunk it down by half of the available uh, frame rate. I'm not sure it was ever actually hitting 60. Need a way to programmatically set it. Yeah, we could, um, we could just add it to the, uh, Constructor, probably the best way to do it. Add it there as another int, and then it just defaults to 60. I am still curious, where does it come from? It is, I mean, there may be a way, actually, come to think of it, so I kind of changed it here. There may be a way to, to make this number come in differently. Because I assume, like, we only use the 30 if this is null or something, and I assume it is null in our case, which is what slowed us down. But if we could actually find where this comes from, maybe we could change it there, and then not have to change 60 here. I don't know where... And shared module is my only even remote guess for where this might be coming from. Uh, not shared module, but shared bindings, rather. Well, let's look at shared module H. Is there any? No. Oh, three results, yes. Get native frames per second fun. Get native frames per second. Default 60. Declared in framebooker page. There. Not in there either. For that, so the function, I guess, it looks like it's coming from that function, and it did have it commented as defaulting to 60. We still don't get no... Where did the 60 actually come from? Because that's just... Let's look one more place. Let's look in shared bindings, uh, frame buffer, display C, make new. If we have anything in here talking about speed.
frame buffer. Bro. Bill Row? Bill Row. Uh, C. Grover. Phil Rowe, or maybe Phil Area. I think. I think maybe Phil Rowe or Phil Area might be where it is getting the color potentially so the only real experience i have with it was blinka display io which is definitely not the same as the core but it is written to you know hopefully behave the same so because in here i want to say i only implemented like I think there's like one main function of display and I was basically getting the colors and sending them to high game fill area refresh display area Look at fill area on Blinka Display IO. Oh, that's right, it's not on display on group, but then ultimately maybe tile grid. Yeah, I think tile grid is the one we actually end up calling. Yeah. So bl inside Blinka Display IO, at least, uh, inside a fill area, I'm pretty sure is where it marries up the actual color value with the pixel, like taking it from the color index to the color value, I think happens inside of here, at least in Blinka Display IO. Um, fill row inside a tile grid, or a fill area, excuse me, fill area inside tile grid. catch up here I think you're right it seems like uh, there's okay yep we saw this one I think the other one is IS31FL nice find need a way to programmatically set it so we talked about that adding it to the constructor would be awesome Stampy for CircuitPython microcontroller performs like it's 200 years in the future compared to the TFT Featherwing it's yeah it's pretty fast <laughs> 
data frames per second is in the display IO display constructor. Okay. Which we're not calling that one though. I'm not sure how it comes into play when we use frame buffer IO. Though I'm running it on a Bluefruit Sense quad stack with almost no RAM and pins less left. I've yet to even solder the headers on the S3. A zoom. Get attention to that. frames per second okay i wonder where that gets called from though for this this stack adult buffer sounds promising that's likely at least for blinkus super clue thanks yep algrid connection yeah Talgrid, i think is there's gonna be a lot you know where there's smoke there's fire i think there's a lot of smoke around Talgrid because in display io land Talgrid is what maps the palette with the bitmap and then tile grid is also what goes onto the display. So tile grid, then when it goes to refresh, it does make perfect sense that it would be utilizing tile grid to get those colors for each of those actual pixels. And here's the actual mem copy. This was inside of the area okay so that gets all the colors and then does the mem copy once it has them Um, this has been running for several minutes now. It never did start fading, so I do think we got a good solution there. Um, it does seem promising to look into the display thing here. Maybe we can initialize this display. Maybe we're extending it. I wonder, are we extending it? So maybe we can just pass this to ours. Or if that works like that, I doubt it. That's making frame buffer and frame buffer display, but maybe this. Hmm. Crashes are. Certainly the stubs don't think it has that. And of course, at this point, I also changed it in the core, so we wouldn't actually notice if it took effect. What we will notice, though, is if it crashes, we recognize the argument. Happened quite passive. We'll have to figure out where this ends up calling the display constructor, if it does. Or does it not use the display constructor because this thing behaves like a display, but is not actually a display. 
in which case maybe this maybe this is just a gap in the constructor here maybe this one should have that just like the display io one does if this is meant to mimic the display io one that could be could be watch out tile grid here i come thanks yeah for sure i like the way you explain that i've been wondering uh wondering that about tile grid explains a lot thank you yeah for sure sure yeah it doesn't seem like it does get it i'm thinking i'm thinking we need to add it probably to the constructor here I'm thinking this constructor should have most of the same stuff as the display constructor or at least the ones that are relevant and this one definitely does seem relevant but i think i am gonna call it a night there we're a little over two hours so thank you uh to everyone hanging out in the chat definitely appreciate you all thank you of course to kmatch for this tablet and the wonderful project uh helping us get straightened out here uh thank you for the clue on the um that you left on the issue there that eventually led us down the right road and we got what i think is a solution to that bit of it at least um so we'll figure out how to work it into the constructor at some point and then uh from there it'll be like better because then it's not just hard coded in the core so i'll probably work on that tomorrow morning um on the stream if folks are interested you can follow me on twitch to get a notification when i stream then that'll be uh tomorrow morning saturday at 10 a.m central time that's when i'll be back um so yeah thank you to everybody else um yeah mr certainly dj devin k match of course uh c grover had in the chat a couple of folks i think left a little while back asked patrick and a few others charles beata we had a couple over in youtube so thank you to everybody for watching definitely really appreciate all you folks um again stay tuned for uh announcement next week about getting a hack tablet um yeah, also drop me a line if you are super interested in that. If you do drop me a line ahead of time, then you'll go on my list and I'll ping you when that announcement is published. Um, that way you can be sure to see it and you won't have to just like watch for it. Uh, but if you don't want to reach out now, you don't have to. You can just watch for that and it will go out and it will be open to the public. So everybody will have uh, an equal chance at this. Thank you. Fascinating, on use, uh, fascinating and useful on many levels. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so thanks, everybody. Hope everyone has a good night, uh, good Friday, good weekend, all that stuff. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. And yeah, 